This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast hosted by yours truly, Tyler Barth, all the way from Blue Studios out in Westlake Village, California, where we invite our favorite artists to come out and co-host the show. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with today's special guest. This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast editor from the House of Rock in Santa Monica, California. I'm your host, Tyler Barth, with my co-host, Basic Vacation. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing well. Feeling all right. Amazing. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) We're all good. Yeah. Um, So the House of Rock played host to uh, a great track today that you guys recorded. We got a chance to hang out, grab some lunch. Mm, Absolutely. Talk shop. Good shit. Talk about what's ahead. Yeah, I mean, we've got that EP coming out within the next couple months. That's true, too. And the track, I believe, from today. Chris, you nailed it. So it's before we dig in, for all of our <laughs> podcast listeners, let's let's get a little bit of history behind the band. I know that you guys are hailing from the East Coast. Just came out to L.A., and we actually connected on Monday at Capitol Records. Oh, yeah. So uh, take us through a little bit of the history of the band, and I'll let you lead the charge, and then I'll ask some questions sort of around that. How's right. that sound? Maybe make an introduction to the band. Sounds amazing. Well, we started the band like uh, about like nine, ten months ago. Okay. Um, uh, John and I just came up with the idea for the band, and uh, you know, we we came up with uh, this one song that we produced on our own uh, and put it out and made like a homemade video for it, um, and we put it on YouTube and it got a little bit of attention. Then we met up with our our management, um, the working group, best management ever. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, <clears throat> since then we've just been like, you know, playing locally, uh, opening up for other bands. Um, and we had gotten a little bit of label attention. And then, uh, as we started to work on more songs, we got in the studio with David Kahn in, uh, in January and we recorded with him at Avatar in New York, which is an amazing studio. Unbelievable. Um, insane that we even got to work there. Um, and, uh, and then a little bit after that, uh, we started, we met up with some of the people that we're currently talking to at Capitol, obviously. Um, and, uh, towards the end of April, things started to heat up and we played a little showcase in LA and it went decent. Um, and, uh, I love the modesty. This is cool. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And now, and after that, we, uh, got the chance to go back in the studio to put the finishing touches on a few other songs with uh, producer Machine in New Jersey. And uh, we literally a couple days ago finished up the final tracking for the EP. Uh, and it's got to feel really good. It, oh, feels, yeah. uh, it feels astounding, to be honest. It feels I, I don't incredible. think Chris is uh, putting it in context to how close we cut it. Uh, for finishing the record. oh yeah it was literally it was literally we were in the studio till 3 a.m and our flight was at 7 a.m we had to leave at four cutting it <laughs> close yeah so wow. no sleep that night didn't even get to pack until then so yeah yeah that's crazy <laughs> well 
being the youthful three that you are, um, there's going to probably be a lot of sleepless nights, so get used to it. <laughs> I, I can't do it as much, but you guys are, you know, those of are the age to, to have some of those where you got to be in the studio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you got to get the work done. That's We do it anyway. I think exactly. we're looking forward to them. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just want to reflect back on this performance <laughs> I saw. I mean, Mike, you're you're a young guy, and you just you, you have this monstrous sound as a drummer. And thank uh, you. I'd love to know how the two of you found Mike. Uh, well, Mike and I have been playing together in other projects for like the past like two years. Yeah. Well, yeah. even more than that, because like before that, we were just doing, you know, just kind of like hanging out and stuff like that. And I always knew he was really good. And then he had other bands, and I had other bands, and we played in a band together for a second. Yep. And then he got in this last band. And while John and I started this band, and then that kind of fell through right when we knew we needed to find somebody. And so at that very moment, I said, Mike, <laughs> come to me. And, and, and Mike, and I, you I came. He yeah, I came. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, he, came, he came right onto us. And uh, needless to say, it all worked out. Love at first sight. Yeah. Love yeah. at third sight. Yeah. 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 There yeah. you go. It was definitely meant to be. <laughs> so as you guys approached the House of Rock today and, and had probably no real idea, truly, um, you, you trusted your management because mm -hmm. uh, Danny had been out here. And uh, so you guys fell in love with recording in the great room. Oh, it's, it's great. It's, it's, uh, it's great, right? It's a great room. It, it's a great room. One could venture to say. Yeah. So what made you choose the great room over all the other rooms in the house? I mean... I think the uh, the library was too uh, damp and dank, and the uh, dank, yeah. the outside was too outside. Yeah, and if frankly, the great room has very, for lack of a very better word, great sound, and it's uh, you know our our songs are very uh, stadium friendly, very you know big sounding, and it's a very large room, so it kind of made sense to go for a very large room, big sound. And I mean, I think that we definitely achieved that. Mm -hmm. So Mike, how does it feel to have played drums where Stephen Perkins and Dave Lombardo and J.R. Robinson and Travis Barker and a handful of other drummers have played in that exact same spot and gotten that killer big room sound? It's definitely a great feeling to know that I'm in a spot where a bunch of amazing drummers have also performed and uh, hopefully my drummer could stand up to their performances also. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I will say, having heard back the track you guys did track earlier, um, it's pretty awesome, especially being that you guys are so youthful. Can we give your ages? Is that okay? Or, like, are we going to keep this on the down low? I mean, you can, you can give our ages, but I don't think we're one of those, like, young bands. No, yeah, no. definitely not. We're definitely not young. At least but not we're in definitely our, you know, hearts. Right, right. Fair enough. All right, so you, I know that you guys are in the 19s and, and maybe 120. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a couple 20s, uh, a few 19s. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're all around that area, though. Yeah, 19 and 20. That's Fair it. Fair enough. Yeah. And, and you guys just, when I, when I saw the three of you perform, I'm thinking Muse, I'm thinking Nirvana, and... <laughs> uh, Three-pack. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no, I mean, and sometimes those are the best ones. I actually managed a group back in the day called Big Bang from Norway. They had a massive sound, and it was a three-piece. And mm -hmm. I, I had a lot of respect for him because, you know, I think a lot of times bands will uh, will pair up, you know, in four and fives because they feel like they're friends with everybody, and it's like, what can you play? And all of a sudden, you've got three guitarists. 
<laughs> you don't really need three guitarists in a, no. in a rock group. Never, never. No. So. no, I mean, well, it's it's cool with just having a minimal amount like this because we all get extremely close and we all know each other very well and our, our musical abilities and, like, how we play off of each other. And, like, we've been playing together a lot since we got together and just, like, every single day we're finding more and more out. And it's... It, and I feel like it definitely comes across in the live show, too, like how well we play off of each other as opposed to just, like, going up and, you know. And the the other thing that I think comes through for a three-piece is you can each, or you can see each individual personality when they perform as a three-piece, whereas, like, you know, if you have a five-piece, it's it's more about the, the full ensemble where, like, you know. Right. So having seen the live show, I will agree. And there was a point in the live show, probably on like the fourth or fifth song, John has decided to uh, put the bass down on the ground mm. and he starts playing around, playing around with the pedals and creating this like really, really cool sound that I, I'm not typically used to <laughs> as you guys are literally just crushing it in this studio. In fact, I, I lost my <laughs> hearing partly from yeah. that day, but I regained it, which good, is cool. Good, good. But no, to the to what you guys are saying is that there were three totally different personalities that meshed perfectly together. And so you guys should be proud of that. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So let's talk about social media. For, for all, everyone that's tuned in right now, uh, if you go to basicvacation.com, mm -hmm. um, there are links to all of your social media. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as you guys will continue to do your tweeting and Instagram, um, people should keep in touch because we don't have the exact release date for the EP, correct? Right, yeah. right. So I it'll mean, be coming out later in, later in the year. Yeah. Uh, within a few months, definitely for sure. I mean, but... We're trying. We're trying our hardest to because we've been working on it for a long time. But we're the reason why is because we want it. It's the first release, you know. We want it to be the epitome of what this band is, and uh, you know, definitely sh put our best foot forward, you know, yeah. for the first first EP. So for everybody listening on the podcast, it's time to go to basicvacation.com. Yes. Like them on Facebook. Mm -hmm. it's a great place Ooh, yeah. to start. And uh, from there, you'll probably be finding out a lot more about when the release is, and you guys will do your updates and things like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Probably a couple photos from today's session. Mm -hmm. And uh, for everybody that's tuned in, you're in luck because you guys are going to hear a couple tracks, and we'll be teasing a couple tracks that will be coming out on that EP. Mm -hmm. yeah. So oh, yeah. without further ado, today we uh, recorded a track at the House of Rock. In the great room. Great room. With Basic Vacation. Basic mm. The track, I believe. Where was the song written? Where was the song written? Brooklyn? Yeah, Brooklyn. <laughs> in a closet in Brooklyn. Okay. John and I wrote it together in the closet. We, After we finished, we both came out of the closet <laughs> and were very, very ecstatic with what we had come up with. Um <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, and then we brought it. We brought it back to um, our uh, our good friend and manager Josh Moran, who uh, we very frequently conspire with uh, when we're writing songs. And mm -hmm. uh, he threw in a couple little ideas here and there that uh, definitely put the extra sparkle on top. And uh, and then afterwards, yeah, I mean we. 
it, the song went through a couple different incarnations for sure. Um, but by the time we got to this one, we definitely uh, felt like there was a tiny little sparkle of something special within it. And today you guys performed it magically. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Just pure magic. Mm. It's a magical place, magical room. Magical room. Magic is everywhere. For those who may not have been here to witness it, as you guys tracked it live, Chris was up in the balcony Mm. doing vocals and guitar. And uh, and we had, uh, obviously, Mike on drums Mm -hmm. in, like, the perfect spot. Perfect. That big room sound. Of course. And then uh, John, bass, just crushing it right next to Mike. Yeah, yeah. Right next to the hi hat, most yeah. important place for a bass player to be. That works. Oh, yeah. Nice so, and tight. so what was that like though? Being that you weren't even on the same floor, but you were able to see them. Like, I mean, did, were you actually paying attention watching them? Rock? I kind, I kind of felt like the Overlord. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but uh, no, it was pretty cool. I mean, you know, I get up in my zone for the parts where I need to focus. But yeah, when I get to jam out, you know, I'll look down and I'll be like, oh yeah. Here comes that part, you know? Here's the big triplet, you know? And then we get excited. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's always exciting. It's always exciting. So Josh, the co-conspirator, is is watching this live, and I I enjoyed the the laugh, the chuckle from that call. I like that. That's good. (laughs) Um, A shout-out to Josh. So by the way, Josh, you know, you came in right in on uh, Jack White's piano and gave it some love. Uh, Downstairs in the great room. How'd that I love feel? Love Jack White. Love, love Jack White. Me? I love Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> Two. There we go. There we go. <laughs> well, should we play it for everybody? Hit it. Oh, From oh, the yeah, House of Rock, of we've got the track, I believe, by Basic Vacation. Here Here we, we go. go. off big room sound big room um and i know you guys were concerned that it may sound a lot like the track on the ep but from what i've heard it, it really doesn't actually you have a much different sound with the instruments mm. and uh i thought it was cool you got that big room sound in there so yeah yeah definitely rocking definitely rocking. And, we, and we love to change up the arrangements just a tiny bit too a little, tiny bit too little, yeah, at the end, was that a little uh tribute to somebody Mm. <laughs> uh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I wanted to keep it a secret a little bit, but 
There is uh, definitely definitely a little hint of uh, some 90s, uh, 90s jellyfish in there, um, which is one of my favorite groups definitely of all time. Who turned you on to jellyfish? <laughs> uh, a good friend of mine um, knew knew that I was really into uh, like vocal arrangements, big you know complex musical shit, and uh, and obviously the jellyfish stuff is insane. The album Spilt Milk, definitely a masterpiece. Um, and yeah, so the song Joining a Fan Club is like one of my like <laughs> top songs. I still listen to it most days. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we just threw in a little taste of a uh, little tribute at the end of that. I like and it, that. And it cu- cuts the set off right at the very end real nicely. I'm real into it. Ending. I love it. <laughs> so what are we going to call the EP? <sighs> Whoa. That's actually is there a, working, a good question. Uh, you know what? Let's there's go a couple, with a working title. There's a couple, working, a couple titles. working titles. Let's hear them. A couple working titles. Um, uh, we uh, got Day Sleeper, Day Sleeper EP, um, Dog's Dick EP. Um, Dog's Dick Saloon EP. <laughs> Bugsy, me and Josh's dead dog EP. Uh, yeah, we've got. <laughs> I don't know. There's we don't have very there's many. Just so many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Celebrate the uh, entire catalog of dead dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a story behind it. I don't know if you want to get into it. Yeah. But I mean, it's, does it have a positive, happy ending? Nah. I don't know if it's a positive ending. It's it's a uh, kind of ends on a sour note. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a dog that John used to have. It was. Probably one of the worst dogs in the world. It was one of the best dogs, just didn't <laughs> like Chris. It's debatable. Um, <laughs> all right, well, w- when we were first starting the band, Chris would come over to my apartment in New York, which is was a tiny apartment. I had a roommate, and me and the roommate shared this dog, which yep. she had gotten, and it was like a – it was – from the pound it had all sorts of issues and have seizures all the time and had all these problems and so like when chris would come over to sleep over we had nowhere to put him so he would sleep on the dog bed <laughs> on the floor I would, I would use the dog bed and a couple pillows from the couch put a sheet over it of course you know wasn't that crazy yeah but bugsy the dog was not very happy about this pissed. and with all of his problems he has really he had really bad hip problems so he couldn't really like lay down normally on the on the heart <laughs> he had to floor. lay down like this like all flexed <laughs> all out, out. And, yeah. yeah so i don't know why i'm laughing i know it's horrible but then so chris would steal his bed and then the <laughs> bugsy would just stare over him well yeah night. i would just like i remember a couple specific times where <laughs> i like woke up in the middle of the night Open my eyes, and there's like two beady little eyes, like an inch from my face. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of dog is Bugsy? Uh, actually, nobody knows. Nobody he's knows. A, he's Tom a dog. He's yeah. he was like a hairy, kind of scruffy looking dog. And when we got him, he Real looked ugly. way old. He looked yeah. like he could have been 10, 13 years old. But then by the time he died, he looked like he was maybe like four or five. So he was like a Benjamin Button of dogs. He aged yeah. in reverse. It was really strange. Natural causes? Uh, yeah, yeah. He definitely yeah. died of natural causes. He uh, had a gigantic seizure and <laughs> released all of his bowels <sighs> and everything else, and Josh had to clean it all up because I wasn't there. It was a – well, and the, ben, the best part, it was in the middle of summer, and Josh had to carry his <laughs> lifeless dog body all the way uptown, like uh, 50, 70 blocks or something, to the dog crematorium. It was horrible. But that's enough about Bugsy. Well, we're giving Bugsy a shout out. Yeah, yeah. That dog sure. went through a lot, especially if you had shout to be out friends. to Bugsy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, bye, Bugsy. Bugsy. Yeah. You understand though, Bugsy. I hear his name every single day. Yeah. Every every time we do a, like a toast or anything, it's it's always to the lost Bugsy. 
Mike, did you ever meet Bugsy? Oh, yeah, of course. I met him. Breath stank. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Uh, stank breath, yeah. <laughs> Poor dog. All right, back to the music. Yeah. All right, so basicvacation.com. Everybody get there. Uh, mm-hmm. The album or the EP will be coming out soon on Capitol Records. Um, mm-hmm. And you've had a chance to work with, it sounded like, David and Machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, who mixed it? Uh, we're still getting things mixed right now, okay. but there's a couple people involved, such as uh, John Kaplan from New York and Dave Sardi and friends. Sure. Dave, yeah, Dave Sardi. Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. You guys have got, sounds like an all-star team. Yeah, yeah. so there's definitely a couple people, you know, that have been mixed in. It's uh, yeah. not okay. the worst. Great. Now, we have touched on, I believe, um, but we haven't touched on where all you guys are originally from. Mm. So uh, I know that you guys are covering the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Mike, where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. Okay. Good old Jersey. That. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice Italian name. Oh, yeah. 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 Montabano. Very yeah. Italian. 100%. Monty. I like that. Papa nice. Monty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's his nickname. That's his stage name, Papa Monty. Papa Monty. <laughs> interesting. Now it is. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I was from, um, I'm from Morrisville, Pennsylvania. Very quaint little town. How far uh, from Hershey? How far from Hershey? To be honest, I've never gone to Hershey, but I think it's like an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. okay. You, I've it, been to Hershey. So It's like 40 minutes north of Philly. Okay. I lived in Philly for a little bit, too. Okay. Yeah. And then that's probably where you met John. Yeah, yeah. Well, sort of. Of. John, you're, yeah, yeah. John, you're a New York guy. No, uh, I'm from Florida originally, but ended up moving up to New York uh, yeah. after I graduated high school, mm-hmm. and that's where me and Chris met up. Yeah, yeah. How'd you guys meet? Uh, well, me and Chris were just kind of playing in the uh, the Brooklyn, you know, bar scene, club scene, or whatever. Assorted uh, different, you know, gigs and stuff like that that we would play for. Yeah, we just kind of ran across each other, got hired on some stuff together, and just made sense. It was the uh, the obvious choice. You're like we're both young. We both have a sense of playing an instrument extremely well, and we should just form a band. That's actually kind of exactly what happened. And when you came up with the band name, Basic Vacation, Uh, where did that come from? Um, It's actually, uh, I don't know if there's a good answer to that. Next question? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're never Listen, be a good answer. I will accept the answer that when you guys go- start Googling all these band names, this came up. And you, <laughs> no, it did not come up. And you're like, maybe we should go this one. That's, that's okay. That's Basically, when we were, yeah, when we were Googling band names that we were thinking about, this is the only one that didn't come up. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I mean, I think Basic Vacation's a great URL for any travel site. <laughs> it's kind of Basic Vacation. It's like a staycation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it is. And and maybe those are the vacations we need because who the hell wants to spend four hours in a security line oh, yeah. going halfway across the country for two days? We get we get a lot of attention from uh, assorted vacationers and people, you know, who frequently travel. Um, they initially are angry that we aren't a travel agency, <laughs> a travel site. But then we win them over with music and mm-hmm. yeah. smiles and... Good charms. Handshakes. Well said, Chris. Well said. (laughs) Um, I have to ask these questions. Listen, I had a group who were a bunch of young guys from San Francisco. They were called Finish Ticket. They're actually phenomenal. They Mm -hmm. they came out here and rocked the house. And uh, don't worry. Their story is 
way worse. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is a good story. This is a good story. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that they, the they were like, you're not allowed to like tell the story. And I forced them to. And it was a pretty bad story. Okay. But good, I, good. I appreciate them because it's about the music that they make. Yes. And I think it's one of those things where you Google finish ticket and it comes up. And that's the important thing. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, off the EP, here's a little teaser for the track, I Believe, by Basic Vacation. Smoke signal alibi, they whisper every night, saying this isn't right, then nobody, nobody. The love we try to make, they tell us that it's fake, just close your eyes because they're nobody, nobody. Got a little teaser from I Believe. We got the full track, the House of Rock version, took place in the great room of I Believe. Mm-hmm. And we've got a monstrous year in front of us. <laughs> EP release. Um, you guys are going to go out on the road, I, I presume. Of in the course. Fall. Of course, of course. Um, now, of the shows you have played, um, do you have a favorite venue that, like, even if it was like on the East Coast and it was something small? even something like even at the very beginning uh, is there a venue and a memorable show where you're like god maybe we are a great live group <laughs> uh, i mean a good portion of the shows we've played on the east coast have been rather small venues yeah we played a couple times at this place called the stone pony which mm-hmm. is always nice um <clears throat> little shout out to show. that venue yeah. for booking you guys right yeah, stone, of course. Pony. stone pony Thank stone you. pony um that's in asbury park new jersey uh we played a cool show at the Highline Ballroom in New York pretty recently. That was sick. That was great. Um, that was our first, <clears throat> that particular show was our first time not being the first band of the night. That's got to be cool. Yeah. Some people in there. It's a pretty good sized room. I think it's like, what, 700? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. pretty good size. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds, sounds good, good in there. there too, so. um, Gramercy was a good show, too. Yeah, that one was definitely, and that's decent. that's even a bigger room. Yeah, so you guys, so you guys have seen some pretty big stages. Yeah, here and there. And yeah. you, the best part is you guys fill the stage pretty nicely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, them crooked vultures, another great three piece. You yeah, guys remember yeah. when they came out? <laughs> yeah, not too long ago. I saw them rock the Roxy, and that was a big sound. <laughs> Love that. Huge fan of uh, Josh. Yeah, me too. He's the man. The rocks. So, all right. This is the part of the podcast where I've asked you guys to pick any track that might have an associated story. And, uh, Mike, I'm going to start with you. What track are you picking? I mean, Black Dog by Led Zeppelin was always a huge track for me. John Bottom is definitely my favorite drummer. I've been inspired by him since I've been playing. Sick song. <laughs> yeah, big sound, big drum sound. You know, it's one I'm personally a fan of. So <clears throat> i definitely always been a fan of them and will always be. So definitely that one. Yeah, that's one of those songs that... Uh, 
like I heard it so many times a couple of years ago, and I just like heard it again recently, and I was like, oh, damn, this song's a jam. Doesn't get old, <laughs> as old as it amazing. is. In the House of Rock, we use the term timeless. Timeless. Yeah, yeah. That you, is a timeless you could, track. You can yep. say that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. All right, without further ado, from the House of Rock, we're going to play the track Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. Here you have it. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move Gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove Kick things off with Zeppelin. John, you're up. Mm. Uh, yeah, the track I chose was uh, "When You Sleep" by My Bloody Valentine. Uh, why I picked it? Uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, their use of, well, their extensive use of effects pedals. And being that Chris is more of a technical musician than I am, in some ways, I've I've grown to be the uh, the noisier one of the two. Which comes, which is kind of interesting it, in the three piece because I kind of have to fill up the the void of what a noisy guitar player would do. Wow! So there you go. It's actually it's a very good compliment. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So which is really fun for us. So I don't know. I was inspired by my bloody Valentine. I think they're you know great. So. And we had a discussion about them. I've seen them live, and I actually love the live show. So mm, awesome. Yeah. On that note, let's play it. Without further ado, the track is When You Sleep by My Bloody Valentine. Zeppelin to My Bloody Valentine. And Chris, you may have uh, given us a little teaser earlier about what this might be. What's your track? My track is, uh, what? <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting comments from the peanut gallery over here. Yeah. Uh, my track is uh, Joining a Fan Club by Jellyfish. Um was recently turned on to them by a friend, and uh, ever since then, I mean, like I said, I've listened to the song most days. Um, 
Andy Sturmer, definitely a, a genius of sorts. Um, and every every single instrument, every single element about those recordings is insane. Uh, the vocal harmonies, every single one is incredibly correct and incredibly, uh, you know, like they had to think about every single second. It's a, it's Let's amazing. It. Yeah. Let's do it. Good shit. Without further ado, the group Jellyfish. The track joining a fan club. She turned the night light on and blew him a kiss. He stared back through his green crayola eyes. She chased his likeness from off the back of the disc. Next to the box top, promised her the biggest prize. It's fun for me to ask this question because we couldn't have picked three more diverse groups um, <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. But that's also probably why you guys are great musicians when you come together because your inspirations hmm. stem from totally different types of groups for different reasons. Yeah. So it's uh, it's great for, for me to be able to witness that, having <laughs> asked that question. Wow. And, of course, it's not about your music. It's about other music that you guys like. So okay. thanks for sharing that. Now we do a house pick. And I thought this would be fun since I had the group out here maybe probably in February around the release of this track that they had. Um, they're out of New York. They're called Ghost Beach. And uh, the track is called Close Enough, and it features Noosa. Um, it was produced by Nick Hard and released on Crazy Heart Records middle of February. Awesome. So without further ado, I'm going to play the track for our listeners. The track is Close Enough featuring Noosa by Ghost Beach. vacation obviously a monstrous year in front of you um for your family and friends and the new fans that are continuing to listen any any last things you want to guys include in the podcast special thanks to everyone that supported us along the way couldn't have done it without you uh all the fans uh that have come to the shows 
and bought our songs on iTunes and contributed the view, to the view counts of our videos on uh, <laughs> on YouTube. Oh yeah, um, we definitely appreciate it. Um, <laughs> you know, to our parents, my mom and dad have uh, schlepped me around from show to show and shit like that for like the past uh, you know. I don't know, 70 years, like five or six years. Uh, obviously, now I can drive, so it's less on them. But, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have been able to get to the point where I am now. I wouldn't have even known Mike at all um, if it wasn't possible. So, you know, special thanks to them. Don't yeah. forget uh, Big Mike for Big putting us up. Mike starts yeah. towing. Mike's dad, absolutely. Mike's parents. Yeah, definitely. They've been nice enough to let uh us three live in the basement of my house and uh, been supporting us since the day one. And uh, without them, definitely things would be completely different. Literally, literally, this band wouldn't be possible if and, uh, that wasn't the case. Hi, Mom. <laughs> that's, love you. That's, yeah, we love our parents. Felt, John, like <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? You do need great family, great support, and now you guys have your own family here, Basic Vacation. It was an absolute pleasure having you guys out here. Yeah, thanks so At much the for House of Rock, us. we hope you'll join us again. Any day of the week. You're part of the family now. Yeah, the house. feel like it. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys rock the House of Rock. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this little podcast is, we're just recycling all these great terms, aren't we? It's great. I love, I love it. it. All right, without further ado, thank you guys for coming out. Let's, uh, let's pack up. Let's get out of this place, and uh, we'll see you another time. Sounds awesome. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Fans, go to basicvacation.com. Like these guys on Facebook. It's everything backslash basic vacation. Yes, sir. You got it. And you guys Instagram today? (sighs) Yeah, like 10 times. Obviously. (laughs) 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 All right, here's a signing out. Peace. Peace. I woke in Chicago. The snow's coming down. I'm dragging my goodbyes as the tram's letting out. My hands, they were shaking as I lift all my bags. I knew it was.